You're listening to Well Connected with Ricky and Fletch, where you'll hear from business professionals all over the country who have found their success through networking. Join us as we explore the path to success and what it takes to overcome adversity together. Well, hey there, folks. Get ready for another exciting episode of Well Connected with Ricky and Fletch. Uh, we've got a special guest today, none other than John Rivers, the CEO of AOIT Consulting. John is a master when it comes to networking, and he's here to spill the beans on some of the secrets. Whether you're a seasoned pro or just starting to build your network, John has some fantastic tips and insights to help you connect with others effectively. So buckle up, get ready to learn, and let's dive in on Well Connected with Ricky and Fletch. What's up, John? Thanks for joining us today, bud. Thanks for having me. For sure. We're excited. You've, uh, you kind of have a legend uh, at least Ricky talks about you a ton, and I know you're known around the world, it seems like, of uh, BNI and networking. Uh, Sandra was bringing your name up the other day, so I'm I'm excited for this episode. I'm excited to learn, man. Yeah, I'm excited to share some of the things that I found over 17 years of BNI experience. That's a lot, man. And I, I got to say, this is my first time officially really sitting down and talking with you, and I'm glad it's being recorded. And I am pumped because I've started to make friends with some people in your chapter, and they all credit you for their vast and massive growth. And every time I talk about visitors and all this, your name comes up. So I feel like we are really lucky to be able to have you today share some of that expertise with our listeners and us. I'd love to share it. The the um, all the ideas I don't have any original ideas in my own head. I, I I steal them from everybody else, so I'll give credit to where credit is due. Um, but I will say that I didn't take BNI or or inviting visitors seriously until about five years ago, and I met a guy named Ben Reeves. He was actually in your chapter several years ago, and then he went out and had a baby and left BNI for a while, and I was able to suck him back into my chapter. And that guy is uh. My mentor, he's the he's the ultimate consistency man. That's what we're going to talk about consistency today. And that's somebody that you want to learn from. Ivan Meisner, the founder of BNI, says that he is a dog with a bone. He is the, the guy that is the most persistent person. And I love Ben Reeves. And I, I really try and echo that persistence in everything I do, because I think that's in business, in life. If you want to be good at golf, they don't say that, you know, uh, Golf is, in, is a game of skill. It's a game of persistence and consistency. I love it. That's good advice to start us off. Before we get too far down the rabbit hole here of all that we're doing here, we uh, we like to do some icebreakers to get us kind of started. Mm-hmm. And so uh, if you had to forget it all, John, forgot, forget everything you know about BNI, about your IT consulting business, about all the things, go back to when you were a kid mm-hmm. and you became an athlete. And you had you were world class, and you had you were going to become an Olympic athlete. What would be your sport? I think the one that intrigues me the most. I just saw this uh, for the first time, maybe a year or two ago. Is the biathlon where you're skiing and shooting a rifle? And I was like, how much more danger can you have in life? Not only I tried skiing once, I was horrible. Uh, my uncle told me use your rear as a brake. And I didn't understand that until I actually had to fling myself down and and explode like a grenade. So I have a really bad memory of skiing. And then all of a sudden to strap a rifle to somebody's back and say, now just start shooting things randomly. That means I would really want to try that one time, uh, assuming that I had skills for skiing to even start with. 
That's amazing. And Ricky is really excited. I can already see it on his face because we've had so <laughs> few winter sports in this whole thing after interviewing all these people. I know he's stoked. Well, that, yeah, that it's that we have a winter athlete on our hands and also that it's the biathlon because I also think that is such a cool event. I mean, what a weird thing that they do. And I'm fascinated by it. And I watch, it's one of the ones that I watch every four years. I think it's, I, I love it. I think it's great. The only other one that would be scarier would be losing where you're literally putting your body on a sheet of ice and saying, if I make a mistake, I'm literally going to die and be, you know, a grenade. It's just both of those things just seem to terrify me. So it's awesome. That's awesome. Both winter well, sports, by the way. That's right. That's right. So my icebreaker, I think you're probably prepared now that we've gone live with our show, is what is the most recent app that you've downloaded on your phone? I reinstalled LinkedIn on my app, on my on my phone just recently. I have a problem. I'm I'm willing to admit it. I love LinkedIn. And the thing, my guilty pleasure on LinkedIn, there's a guy named Ed Davidson. And if you haven't heard of him, he's a safety expert. And it's like watching the old 1980s, 1990s TV show. You've been caught on, on camera or whatever, where, where the, like the kid throws the baseball and hits the dad and the, the groin and the, you know, they, all these people do, do, do crazy things. You, every morning I turn on LinkedIn and I see what has the world invented today uh, for doing something silly that they shouldn't have. And today the, the video was some guy standing in the wilderness like videotaping he saw like one bear and he's like oh that's really cool and then all of a sudden there was like 50 bears going through the wilderness and they turned and actually went right towards the camera and he was standing like feet from a bear and i was like you're surrounded by 50 bear what do you do you know you've always heard like fall down and play dead but now what do you do when you literally have like 50 of them around you so ed davidson if you want to want go back and watch some of those previous videos they're just hilarious so that experience wasn't like when you're six years old and surrounded by all your teddy bears is what you're saying. That's all. No, no, no. And, and, <laughs> and oftentimes it's like, he's a safety expert for construction work. And so somebody was like doing something with a big backhoe and they pulled something up and the, and the backhoe started like sliding down into a huge ravine or pit. And so as the operator, I'm sitting there going, what do you think at that moment when you're, you know, 50 ton machinery starts sliding down? It's not like you can jump out and, run away. So that's my latest app is LinkedIn just to see what humankind has invented for silliness. I love that. And to, to tell you from as a guy from experience who was certified on a forklift for a period of time, you don't think you cover your head and you say, oh, shit. You know, I lifted a pallet of party backer. If you know what that is, they put tile on it and stuff and the pallet broke, the whole thing shifted. And, uh, you know, like a hundred sheets of party backer came sliding like down. And, um, I thought I was going to die. So, um, as someone with personal experience with that, you don't think you just pray at that point, you become really close with God or whoever that's comes to your mind. And, uh, it's a terrifying experience. So well, look, look up his, his video of a guy on a forklift, lifting another forklift in order to lift an air conditioning unit on top of a roof. <laughs> That's next level. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Well, cool, man. Um, well, why don't we, uh, why don't we kind of get in here and, and find out more about you and, you know, uh, what do you, you know, who are you, what do you do? And, you know, give us your, a little bit of your backstory. So thank you. Uh, 
AYT is my company, AYT Consulting, and we've been in business over 20 years. We just had our 20-year party back in May. We celebrated 20 years back in uh, March, and it was a lot of fun to, to reflect, bring all these clients that we've had for 20 years together and really celebrate the morphing of the business each year. It seemed like the business changes just a little bit, and some years we did just we started out thinking we we're going to change the world by selling used computers. And then after we starved for about a year, we figured out that shouldn't work. We're going to change our business model to something else. And there were years where we just sold new computers. There were years where we did web development or there, there are years where we just fixed computers. So each year we've added things to our repertoire. At this point, we just hired another employee as a sales guy. Uh, tomorrow we're doing a final interview. We're going to hire another technician have an admin that's working in Florida. We have a technician that's just north of Seattle. We're going to hire another technician in the Portland area. We have a developer that's based out of India. So between you know any given day, we have seven to nine people working for us. But our businesses, uh, I have the, the shiny ball syndrome. So, oh my gosh, there's something new to look at. And so we our, our core business is fixing computers, securing networks, offering backups and security, especially for things like PCI, HIPAA compliance, FINRA. So any business that has data that needs to be secured and backed up, we really work with those businesses to make sure that they have uptime, people are functional, and that they're not going to get compromised. So our business model uh, works with companies from one employee to 500 employees. It really gets exciting when you start talking nerd stuff, but I don't want to get too much into the weeds, but (laughs) our business really works well with other businesses that that care about their data. That's great. And it's so important in both of mine and Ricky's business, I think is, you know, obviously this is this shows about networking. We won't get too far into the weeds on the on that side of things, but man, that's a strong uh, you know, a strongly important thing, right? It, I mean, in today's day and age, keeping things secure is 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 on top of everyone's mind. Yeah, you'll find that one of the things that I talk about is in BNI we talk about one-to-ones where we have a, a one to you know, one person and another person that to get together and build relationships. And in a one-to-one, I hardly talk about my business. I love talking about how to help you biz- build your business, how BNI can help you build your business. And I really don't talk about my business a whole lot. And yet somehow we have seven to nine employees working for us. Every- I mean, that's incredible. That is awesome. And that's really the skill that I think a lot of people need to kind of learn. I know a lot of people have a lot of one-to-ones and they don't get that same kind of value out of it. You know, hearing about what you've been talking about so far today, I'm excited to schedule a one-to-one with you because one, I'm a certified work comp advisor and those videos and pictures of people being absolutely outrageous with the safety stuff, I just, I love it. And two, I do a lot of cyber insurance for organizations and getting together and networking with people like you that put those, you know, as much defense as you can do ahead of that is right, is great and great for both of us. So uh, we'll take that offline, I guess. Yeah. And I would say that for anyone that hasn't listened to the previous podcast with Stephanie Levine, please go back and listen to that podcast. I think one of the things I took away from that is she's an introvert, which I didn't know. Stephanie hides it well. I actually, my favorite day of all time is to not talk to another person and stay at home. So I'm a closet introvert. Everybody says, you are not an introvert, but I really like quiet. And one of the things that she said is she is 
so intentional when she goes to a networking event about who she's going to connect to, what they're going to talk about. I think that's one of the things we all, all take away is being intentional with our time. For sure. For sure. It's a great lesson. So, I mean, we can dive right into it if you'd like. I mean, t- talk to us, man. How, um, I mean, how do you meet people? How do you network? You know, what's what's kind of your some of your, your magic? So, thank you. And uh, the idea behind inviting to be an I, inviting to any organization, uh, is just like cold calling, uh, prospecting, building your own business pipeline. It's about making connections. And in BNI, I have a philosophy that I want to give one referral to every member of my chapter every year. And that intentionality really came a couple of years ago. Uh, But the idea of bringing one referral to each person is the concept of, I call it guilt-based marketing. If I bring enough referrals to Ricky and Ricky starts looking and says, man, John Rivers is bringing me referrals all the time. And even if it's maybe not a direct referral to him, I introduce him to somebody that he does business with. Like, man, John Rivers has had such an impact on my life. I have to give back to John Rivers somehow. I feel guilty that John Rivers is is introducing me to the people that I really want to know. And that's where when I have a one-to-one, one of the most important questions I ask in every one-to-one is who is missing from your BNI chapter? Who's that person that you would really love to do business with that you currently don't have in your chapter? And then we start nerding out and going over, BNI has something called the professional classifications list. It's the 120 most common classifications across all BNI chapters in the world. And I start asking questions. Well, you know, if you're a certified workers comp person, let's talk about who, who's going to talk to your client before you do, before they call you, who would they call? And let's get that person in here. Maybe it's going to be a chiropractor, a physical therapist, a personal trainer, going to be a, a massage therapist, a, a neurologist, a, a functional neurologist, a personal injury attorney. You know, who are these people that they're going to be talking to? And which one of those are, are not in your chapter? And let's start intentionally inviting you and me. We're going to go out and we're going to start inviting these people. And typically when I ask those questions, the other person says, well, you know what? You mentioned a chiropractor. We don't have one of those in my chapter, but I know a really good one. He's a best friend of mine. I'm going to go invite him. And that's a really easy way to get somebody else engaged and excited about inviting for their chapter. But then people say, well, where do we invite those people? Well, I started a training for people that happens on Thursdays from 7 to 8 a.m. on Zoom until December 31st of this year to try and teach people the methodologies I use. But I go on to LinkedIn, I go on to Eventbrite, Meetup, Alignable, uh, Craigslist, uh, Facebook, and a couple other ones, I'm sure. And I set up a six-week course where I teach people how to go on and intentionally invite. And earlier, I talked about consistency and persistence. And the big deal is if you invite once, you're not going to get a whole lot of return. It's the same thing if you're prospecting for your business. If you're prospecting, you want to continuously network or prospect or find some avenue. It really doesn't matter, in my opinion, which way you choose to go. It's just finding one avenue and being consistent about it. So about five years ago, I started getting on LinkedIn and I used Dr. Ben Reeb's method of inviting. And he has a script that he uses saying my awesome business networking group is meeting on this time, you know, from this time to this time at this location. Uh, would you care to attend? 
and you know uh, learn more about it. And we would send 50 and uh, invites per day, every day, seven days a week. And we found that if we were that consistent, and it takes probably 10 minutes, maybe 15 if you type slow, to send out 50 invites a day, we could average five to eight visitors a week in the BNI chapters. And then it gets really exciting when you have two or three people and we have those conversations with Ricky and say, gosh, you need a personal injury attorney. Well, why don't you start inviting personal injury attorneys and private investigators and you know massage therapists? And I'll invite these people over here. And all of a sudden you're having 10, 15, 20 visitors every every single week uh, in the BNI room. The energy is electric, as well as the opportunity of going out and and having this opportunity of 20 new people. Every person knows 250 people. Maybe they aren't the right person for me to do business with, but they know somebody that is. So it's about consistency and getting people to in your BNI chapter, in your business, in your networking groups, getting people to engage and say, I'm going to help you find that person. And even if I don't have a personal connection with that person, if I say that I'm looking for a business coach to do business with, I don't know somebody, maybe Fletch knows. So being intentional and being consistent and persistent. So you're really doing a lot of cold, I mean, you're you're kind of, you're doing it and you're inviting others to do a lot of cold outreach. Digi- I'm assuming digitally, you're not write, handwriting 50 cards every day. That is a um, great question, actually. And that's why I didn't bring that up, but that is, that is a great question. When I have that one-to-one with Ricky and I go through the, the, the classifications around him and he says, you know what? I do know a chiropractor. We always want to pe- start with people that we have the best relationship with. So the people that you already know, like, and trust, if you have a relationship with and, and Ricky has a best friend that's a chiropractor and he invites them, that chiropractor will come to visit BNI, not because it's BNI, but because he has a relationship with Ricky. And then if you have invited all the people that you have a great relationship with, you start with people that maybe you have a little less relationship with, maybe the people that are in your Rolodex, your contact list on your phone, they're in your checkbook, they're, you're in their checkbook people that you, you meet regularly at church, people that you know like know and like, but maybe they're not at the trust level. Then when you run out of those people, you start going down to the people that maybe you meet at Toastmasters, Rotary Club, Lions, Kiwanis. Uh, you sit on the sidelines of your, your kid's soccer game. Maybe you just know them by first name. So you got people you kind of know. The people that I talk about prospecting are people that are strangers because everybody knows John Rivers will invite you if you have a breath. I don't Qualify visitors. I don't care if you're a realtor and I already have a realtor in my BNI chapter. I bring visitors because even if you can't join my chapter, maybe you know somebody does, or because maybe you, you can actually do business with, like I said, uh, Ricky would really wants to, to meet personal injury uh, attorneys, or maybe he wants to, to meet uh, another property and casualty insurance person that he could partner with on, on his uh, workers' comp. So even though I might have those people in my chapter, I invite them to introduce them to the person that's in my chapter. Every BNI chapter has a realtor. But did you know that realtors love to do business with a, a roofer and a home inspector and a mortgage officer and all the people that you might already have in your BNI chapter? Bring people to BNI, bring people to prospect because you're that's that guilt-based marketing. I'm introducing my realtor to his ideal referral partners, even though the mortgage person in my chapter is already there. The mortgage person, Stephanie Levine, is not going to care that I bring another mortgage person. She knows she's going to get the referrals from the group. But 
Angela Stevens, the, the realtor, would love to know all the mortgage officers that I know. So invite everybody, and it's a great question, invite based on your relationship first, and don't go out and try and do the cold calling that I do. But this week, I literally stepped into an elevator. A guy held an elevator door open for me because he said the elevator was slow. In the elevator, I said, what do you do? And he said, uh, I'm a sales executive for a title company. I said, do you have a business card? Because I'd like to talk to you about business networking. And he's going to come and attend my BNI meeting. Literally, if you have a breath, I'll invite you. But I've invited everybody to have a relationship first. Okay. Well, and that, that goes back to you've been doing this for, I think you said 17 years or something like that, right? So uh, I've been in BNI for 17 years. Okay. But I, I didn't take it seriously, like I said, for about 12. So once you actually start, for 12 years, I was a solopreneur in, in that time. And then I started taking it seriously and growing my BNI chapter. And since then, I've added five or six other people that are working for me. So it's tomorrow we're, we're supposed to be hiring another person tomorrow. So I'm pretty excited about the growth. But it's only when I started taking BNI seriously and this bring referrals to other people so that they'll pass you back referrals. BNI, an age old saying is uh, it's about farming, not hunting. And I feel like for the past five years, I've been sowing seeds, bringing referrals, bringing you know, connections to other people. And now they're giving back to me. So using networking as an opportunity to grow other people's business, you can't help through that law of reciprocity, but to see your own business prosper. I mean, I'm unusually somewhat speechless right now. That is awesome. And I'm what I'm thinking about is the way that you're doing these prospecting activities, but it's really to grow your network and your friends' networks, not to go prospect for businesses to set up their IT services. And you're hunting for the golden geese, essentially. And not just golden geese for you, but golden geese for everyone. Yeah. And that's the idea in my home chapter, I found my business is the most profitable when I do business with companies that have 50 or more employees. We really set ourselves apart in that, that area. But most of the, the businesses that other people know are going to be the you know five to 15 employees. That's still a great area for us to work in. But I specifically ask people, hey, if you were to talk about your ideal business, that you would love to partner with that has that, that's going to do most of the profit, 90% of your profit and 10% of your time, who is that person? And are they in the chapter? And if they already are, let's see if we can find one that looks just like them with a different name that now all of a sudden you have two of your ideal people that you're doing business with. Maybe they don't join BNI, but you can still do business with them outside of BNI. And so that's the person that I'm inviting. I'm literally, like you're saying, uh, Ricky, is I'm inviting somebody else's golden goose for them. And then through that guilt-based marketing, uh, they're going to say to me, who's your ideal referral partner that's not in the chapter or you know, that I can introduce you to? Maybe I know them. And it's really hard in business when you're prospecting, it's really hard to find that one connection. Everybody has that one really valuable connection, a relative, a friend, somebody they went to school with. They don't want to tell you that they know Bill Gates because he's the, their cousin or uncle. But maybe if you were to, to get in and have a really deep personal relationship, a good friend of mine was talking to me and he was like, uh, you know, the owner of Pacific Office Automation, 
really big company in our local area is his uncle. And I was like, well, that's cool. Uh, he said, they're actually having Wi-Fi problems at their house. I'm like, well, he owns an IT company. Wouldn't they just send one of their guys out to fix it? And he's like, they don't have that type of a specialty. So my company actually went out and set up this IT issue, this you know, Wi-Fi issue at the owner of a really large IT company in the area because I had a good enough relationship with that person to know that his uncle was the owner of Pacific Office Automation. So what are you doing? What are your activities to invest in the people around you in order to make them feel comfortable that you would treat that really special referral so well that it would reflect back on them as you know, a good introduction? You know, you've got me thinking here, and I wanted to bring this up, and maybe maybe it won't, I don't know if you'll have anything to say about this, but I think you will. You really focus on kind of giving, right? And I know that's one of the, you know, the, core values, if you will, of, of BNI. But beyond that, I also see a correlation with a lot of folks who call themselves introverts. And there's a hesitancy in business a lot with folks who call themselves introverts to prospect. And I guess where I'm getting at is, is by you, I don't know if you've felt this or thought about this, but do you think there's a more comfort for you going out and finding not not asking for yourself, but giving in a way? Do you think it's easier for you to prospect that way? I don't know. It just came to me. So I figured I needed to get it out there in the world. But prospecting by giving, right, but instead of asking, which I feel like a lot of folks, they put that negativity on sales because salespeople are always asking for a sale and asking for this. But I feel like when you're giving, it's it's different. It's a different context, different feeling, a different emotion. I don't know. It, that's it. Anything. I think that's that's a great question. I wouldn't be surprised. Again, you had Stephanie Levine on last week. Uh, you talked about Sondra Mark Charles, another guy. There's a book called uh, The Introvert's Edge to Networking. And that talks about how to be really intentional in your networking efforts as an intro introvert get overwhelmed when you go into situations with other people. So how are you going to not get overwhelmed? And there's also a book, an old book called Networking with Millionaires. And it's um, when you're talking about networking with people that are bigger, more affluent, more influential than you, it's really hard, again, to, to go and get that referral to somebody's ideal you know, referral partner, their, their, their connection behind the scenes, you have to give first. You can't go up to somebody and say, Hey, I want an introduction to your most influential affluent um, connection. And Ivan Meisner, the founder of BNI has these podcasts. And he said, he went to a meeting and somebody said, I want you to introduce me to Richard Branson, who's the owner of, you know, major airlines and, and media groups. And said, I think I can really do some amazing thing for Richard Branson. He's like, first of all, I don't know who you are. You and I have no relationship with, and you want an introduction to one of my really core, you know, most affluent connections that I have ever had. Like, I'm not going to give that to you. And that goes to just like anybody else in the world. They're not going to give you that connection if you haven't shown, you know, relationship and connection with them. And I think that's something that as an introvert, going into these, I'm going to hold those relationships that I have reserved until you show that you're going to treat them well. And that, you know, in BNI, as well as in anything, if I'm making a referral to somebody else and you screw that up, 
it doesn't just reflect bad on you. It reflects bad on me because I made that introduction. So I think that one of the easiest things to do, if I want your ideal and your most coveted relationship, if I want that for me, the first thing I should always do is give. How can I give to you so that I can get what I want? And it's not always that I know that if I give a, a referral to Ricky, that I'm going to get a referral from Ricky. But if I give enough referrals to Ricky, maybe he'll talk to Fletch and say, hey, Fletch, I, you know, dude, this, this John guy has just been such an amazing referral partner for me. And all he wants in life is an introduction to a business coach. Fletch says, well, you know, dude, my you know, sister-in-law is a business coach and she's exactly who, by name, the person he was asking for. Let me make that introduction. The, the law of reciprocity says, says if you keep casting those good things out, eventually they're going to come back to you. And that's my my mantra. My my ideology is I just want to keep sowing the good things that I'm that I want for other people, and eventually they'll sow back into me those good things that I want for myself. And I never well, considered that as part of being an introvert. Well, one of the I mean, I'm just going to pause for a second and say what you're doing is working. Because as I don't know if we mentioned this when we were recording or just when we were chatting a little bit before, but again, all the friends that I have in your chapter, who I also think are pretty considerably good networkers, and I try to learn from them also, they give you all of the credit for the growth and the success of all of them in their chapter. And I know this isn't about getting credit. But it just goes to show that what you're doing is seen, recognized, appreciated. And I don't know how much referrals you're getting back, but I have to imagine if you're doing all of this, it's worth it to you. I mean, you mentioned you're hiring all these people, I would assume, because your business is growing as a result of the effort that you're putting into your group here. It's pretty fun to see the return on investment. I personally have a goal to give a million dollars and thank you for closed business. To the people and, and for both not in BNI, that's a million dollars of money that has gone into somebody else's business that they're recognizing came from an introduction that I made to them or from a you know business relationship that I have with them. And I have a goal of hitting that million dollars. And I am at just around eight hundred thousand dollars, just under eight hundred thousand dollars in in given business, but I was only at three hundred thousand about two years ago. I've really been so intentional at sowing and giving that business out. And now, again, that's the sowing the seeds, being really intentional. And I started doing a training for all of BNI Oregon actually in 2019. And I said, I want to give $100,000 in business because I figure if I give $100,000 in business, I will get $100,000 in business. And with that $100,000 that I'm going to get, I want to hire my first technician. And that was in 2019. I hired my first technician the, in December of 2020. And now I'm, I have three or four technicians working for me on any given day. And we're hiring a, a senior technician tomorrow. So, I mean, that intentionality, when I say, you know, the, the consistency, I've trained people on how to invite. I've given the secret sauce over and over and over to people. I think I've probably trained close to a thousand BNI members on how to invite, but I always tell them, listen, I, I'm, I'm really actually disheartened by training these people because no one has picked up the, the baton and run with it consistency consistently. They, they think if I invite for a couple of weeks, it's going to solve all the world's problems. 
you need to have the, the mindset. I'm going to invite for a couple of years every day for 15 minutes a day. And if you want to see your BNI chapter changed, if you want to see your business changed, setting aside 15 minutes a day for you know a considerable period of time, you will there's just no way to get around it. You will you will make an impact on somebody else's life who will then make an impact back on your own life. So how do you want to see yourself in two or three or four years? And are you willing to make the adjustment in your schedule and inconvenience yourself to make an impact on somebody else's life so it'll come back to you? I mean, you make it. No, go ahead, Ricky, because I know you're, I kind of know where you're going with this. So yeah. You make this sound really easy. And I mean, it really kind of is, but it isn't. There's because... So in our chapter, we're pushing growth right now really hard. We have our culture where we want it. We have the energy that we need and the motivation. But I, I think that there and, and there's a lot of hesitancy to invite because, okay, so I've been in insurance for nine years. And for nine years, I've known about B&I, but it has the connotation, kind of a connotation to it for people who aren't there about just how demanding it is and time consuming and you have to have you have to have all these results to be a part of a of a chapter i always say club i don't know why maybe it's more fun <laughs> anyways and so and then there's a lot of people where it's like oh but people don't want to come to bni i don't want to ask them or you know i don't know enough people or people who do that so i'm not going to be able to ask for these fears how do you help people kind of overcome that hesitancy and that doubt Okay. So the information I'm going to give is part for anybody that's not in BNI as well as then there's going to be some that's just for people that are in BNI. Go to BNIpodcast.com, look up podcast and be inviting to BNI is child's play. And that one specifically talks about a guy that says, I want to invite to my BNI chapter. But every time I invite somebody, I say, hey, all you have to do is show up on every Wednesday morning from 7 to 8.30 a.m. until you die. You can't be late. You can't miss the meeting. And you have to have these one-to-ones outside of the meeting. You have to have referrals. You have to have visitors. You have to have the, you know, at least one hour of CEUs. You're going to have four and a half hours. Your life is going to be eaten up forever. And I don't know why nobody attends the meetings. So <laughs> that's another podcast, Inviting to BNI's Child Play. It, may, it breaks it down. So when I invite somebody, I say, hey, what are you doing from 6.55 a.m. to 8.30 a.m. next Wednesday? I'd love to introduce you to my business networking group. I never mentioned BNI. I never mentioned the requirements. If somebody says, how much does it cost? I'm inviting you to this meeting. It's free, no obligation. Just come check it out. I'd love to introduce you to some people. And that's it. That's as much detail as I ever give them. And if they say, I want you to tell me more, I say, well, it's on Wednesday from 6.55 a.m. to 8.30 a.m. And I'd love to see if you're available. I never go into any more detail. It's just that simple. Give them the time. You can give them the location. My chapter is hybrid, so it meets in person the first week of the month and, and Zoom thereafter. So they have to confirm that they're available at that time. And then I tell them whether it's online or in person. The next part, my favorite podcast of all time. Sorry to your podcast, but my favorite podcast of all time is on BNI Business Builder. It's a resource for BNI members only. You log into BNI Business Builder and you look up the word Ferrari. And the podcast is How to Build Power Teams and Buy a Ferrari. And it's from a BNI member in Poland. And he said, I wasn't getting referrals. I had a chapter of about 18 members and we were doing about $300,000 a year in business. And I called the assistant national director and I said, 
you need to give me money. You need to give me referrals because I paid money for my BNI membership and I want my money. And the guy said, okay, so how many one-to-ones are you having? How many uh, referrals are you giving? Uh, how many visitors are you bringing? He's like, no, 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 you don't understand. I want business. Give me business. I paid money. And he said, do you want to be right or do you want to make money? He said, well, I want to make money. He said, okay, so tell me how many one-to-ones are you having? How many referrals are you bringing? How many visitors are you bringing? And he said, so what you're saying is it's not what I'm asking for. It's what I'm giving that's going to give back to me. And then he said, he went through some training and he said, before he went through the training, he was going to somebody and and the, the guy that was giving the podcast said, I'm a web developer and my ideal referral partner was a printing company. So he was going to printing companies and he was saying, just like that, inviting to BNI's child's play, he said, here's what you're going to do. As a printing company, you're going to come join my BNI chapter. Then anytime you get a referral, you're going to give me the referral so that I can do their website while you do their print marketing. And we're going to have a great relationship. And amazingly, no printing companies came to his BNI chapter. So he went through the training and then all of a sudden he went to his next printing company and he really wanted this guy to join the chapter. And he said, this is what's going to happen. You're going to come and join my BNI chapter so we can start developing a relationship. But every time that I get a referral on my quote, I'm just going to build in a line item that says, hey, here's my quote for the website. But because we're doing a new website, you can have a new logo, new look and feel. You're going to need new business cards, new letterhead, new, new envelopes, new signage for when you're going to these, these sales conventions. And so my printing company is going to print all that for you. So I'm just going to put a line item right there and you're going to get that included in every quote. So every, every job I get, you get a job. But in order for this to work, you have to join my BNI chapter so that we can develop this great relationship. Amazing that that company came in and joined. And then through that law of reciprocity, what I give out, I'm going to give back. The printing company put a line item on their quotes. You get all your, your printing done, you're going to get a website. And these guys did such a great job. They said, okay. Now, who's the next person that we're going to join into this power team of referrals? Every time we get one job, everybody benefits. And we create a circle of life. Wherever you get injected into this power team, everybody eats. And they went from 18 members to 83 members over the course of a couple of years. $300,000 in the chapter all of a sudden grew to over $8 million a year in the chapter. And he's, he said, it's all about the relationships and that give first mentality. The next podcast I'm going to tell you about, you look up the word steroids on BNI Business Builder, and it says referrals on steroids through power teams. The Ferrari podcast is a mindset. Get your chapter into the mindset of give first. The steroids podcast is about how to execute step by step. And Shirley Town, an amazing uh, director, executive director on the East Coast. She has a chapter of 150 members, and she tells how that chapter operates. It's done with 150 members in person with a microphone in 90 minutes. That chapter moves, but they do $20 million a year in business. Yes, sign me up on there. So how can we get, get that culture of give first into our chapters and how to develop those relationships where we're going to do business with each other? Those podcasts are really what just ignited me. And I got such a fire in me when I listened to that Ferrari podcast. I'm like, that's what I want in my chapter. That's awesome. Thank you for sharing those. Uh, we're, we're equal opportunity, everything, but podcasts as well. We, we love podcasts here for sure. And, and, and we're about... soon to be John Rivers' favorite podcast. Let me just say <laughs> <that>. <laughs> 
but I do want to point out something because what we talk of what we've just talked about is pretty high level stuff. Um, it's basic, but it's kind of high level. And uh, I want to bring it around for, I guess we have a much smaller chapter, mm -hmm. small, but mighty. So we oftentimes see folks that do apply come in who are very new to business, who are looking for an answer, right? And I think like a lot of young salespeople will come in or, or business owners will come in looking to B&I because they heard good stories or they, they like a few people and they hope that it saves their business. When that's not really, you know, that that's that's coming with a handout, you know what I mean? Or asking for a handout when really, you know, the other way you just described is is the way to find success. And so I I wanted to point that out because I feel like a lot of folks either have a bad taste in their mouth about uh, hard networking groups, not necessarily BNI or anything like that. They have this stigma, right? Uh, but once we break through that stigma, it's like, okay, well, we pay a thousand bucks or whatever it is to be part of this. Where's mine? And it's still about giving and it's always about giving, right? It's it's a different mindset from, you know, the traditional sales mantras you'll hear from all sorts of gurus and things out in the world. It's not about finding leads. It's not about finding, you know, the next sale. It's not about, you know, what can I get from whoever? It's about what can I give and how how much can I give and, and a little bit of trust and buy-in. Uh, I think that's kind of where we get sometimes the, you know, the cultish, you know, that people talk about it and joke about it a little bit. But I think it's it's goes to show that, you know, anything in life, if it's worth doing, is worth going all the way in 100 percent and really buying into it. And and I what you just said was super powerful. Uh, and I know there's just so much more with that, those podcasts. So I wanted to thank you for that, but also kind of point that out for people who are newer to all of this, who will be listening to not just all of a sudden glaze over and gloss over and realize maybe this isn't for me, right? Because that's a lot, but um, that we really need to dig in and learn how to be, you know, a go-giver. Yep. It's a great book as well. Yeah. The Go-Giver is a great book, but I, I, I do want to say that uh, when someone comes to, to B&I, just like in your own business, uh, you know, I, I worked at Office Depot 25 years ago, and they said that the hardest part of getting somebody to walk into a retail establishment is getting them to walk into the retail establishment. You, know, you can put the ads on the TV, you can, get, you can talk to people, you can put ads on radio, but getting them to get in their car and drive and walk in. And BNI, just like in your own business, getting people to attend a BNI meeting, getting people to do business with you and pick up the phone or you know, send that email, it's the hardest part that getting them to stop the inertia and actually start moving. So how do we get, once we get them there, one of the biggest things in our business, as well as in BNI, that we have to get our members accustomed to is when we get a visitor to attend, we get somebody that picks up the phone and try, you know, starts the, the conversation with our business. That's not where the, the victory is. We didn't cross the finish line. We crossed the 50-yard marker. And we, if we want to get a touchdown, we need to not only you know, have a great meeting, but we need to follow up, follow up, follow up, follow up. Ivan Meisner says he's a dog with a bone. If you want to, to close the sale in your own business, you send a thank you letter after the, the, the first conversation with the client. You follow up with them a week later, see how they are. Oh, you're really busy. That's okay. I'll follow up with you in a week or a month. And you just continue to follow up. And people in my chapter say, you know, I have several people that are members of my chapter that said, I finally attended a meeting because John Rivers wouldn't stop following up with me. And I, he just wanted to have me come. And for like two years, 
he followed up with me until finally I, I gave in and I said, fine, I'll attend. And they came to the meeting and like, holy crap, this is really awesome. I'm going to join. But that follow-up mindset is what we really need to get into the, the you know, habit of is getting the whole chapter into follow-up. And quietly, a couple of years ago, right when I started inviting, I wasn't getting uh, you know, the conversion that I wanted. And then all of a sudden, we started getting this great conversion. And it's because I had listened to a podcast of a lady that said, I followed up with every visitor that attended the meeting, and I had a one-to-one with every single one of them. I made $100,000 in, in one year off of just one-to-ones with visitors. I said, well, I want $100,000, so I'm just going to have these one-to-ones. And all of a sudden, these people started joining, and I thought I was the man. Come to find out, we had a social, and I sat down with two other BNI members, and they had also had one-to-ones with every single visitor. And they were seeing the benefit to their businesses, as well as we were getting conversion into the chapter. So if your chapter culture is where you, you really have great relationship with each other, but you want to start adding to that, have people start having one-to-ones with the visitors, every single visitor. And again, it's about inconveniencing yourself for the benefit of the greater good to see that long-term gain. And how are you going to invest into that, that vision? You should have a vision of what you want that chapter culture to be. Who are those people that you want in the chapter? And before I had talked about Ricky and maybe, you know, he would do business with a massage therapist and a chiropractor and a personal injury attorney, but it's not just any old person off the street, because if somebody comes in with the wrong mentality, the, the take, take, take mentality, they don't have that giver's gain mentality. We need to be able to help those people understand this is the culture that we want in the chapter. And if you're not a right fit, you know, not everybody's a right fit for BNI and BNI isn't the right fit for everybody. So let's have those one-to-ones and let's find the right people that are the right fit for our chapter. They're going to get us going the right direction because just like in our own business, not everybody is a right client for us. Maybe we aren't the right person for every single client. So how can you give and how can you help those right people find your chapter? I'm so glad that you point that out because I we've gotten feedback from visitors, uh, specifically people somewhat shopping a chapter to join. And they give our chapter a lot of credit for being one of the few that really has the most follow-up and the most outreach from our members to them as visitors. And they say that they have even tried with a number of other chapters that will remain nameless on the show to have those meetings and kind of see if they would fit into the chapter and what it is. And their response has been more a lot of times that they won't meet with them because it doesn't count for their BNI traffic light scores. That's sad. And I'm of the opinion that if I'm going to spend this time and money in BNI, I'm there because I need, I want to meet more people and not just for me. It, as much as it feels good to get a referral, it feels really good to give a referral, a qualified referral. It feels really good to give a valuable referral too. And I just hope that this message is received by a lot of others because yeah, it's a thousand dollars. It's not cheap. And yeah, it's a time commitment. But I mean, the message I'm getting from you today is the more that you give to that, the better. You know, we interviewed um, one of the episodes that's going to come out in a few weeks, Richard Sweet. He's an insurance agent down in Eugene. And 
he calculated that his hourly rate for every hour he spends in BNI is $380. For every hour he spends in a BNI activity, he makes $380. And he said that he, and it kind of was a light bulb moment in the episode. I don't think he said it out loud until then was last year, he happened to receive 87 referrals and he also gave 87 referrals. Shocking. Give a lot more referrals. How it works. Yeah, I, I give a lot more referrals than that, but my referral value is very high. So yeah, yeah, no, I, I'm I'm just showing the point yeah. of we have another guest who's coming on, who's on a previous episode, who also validates in a different way everything that you're talking about here today. I mean, this is firing me up. To I, I would think that my my ROI is probably three hundred dollars or more per hour. I, I I would think that as well, but I also invest a lot of time into BNI, a, a lot of time into BNI. I, I would expect that I'm at 10 to 15 hours per week. So if you're if I'm saying 10 to 15 hours per week and I'm over $300 an hour, I'm I, I get a really good ROI. But I always tell people you can't outgive BNI. It's just the law of reciprocity. There's actually a, a Ivan Meisner podcast on the law of reciprocity. He goes really deep into what that law means. But yes, I I completely agree, and I love the I love the the crazy corners that you never expected a referral to come from, but you know that because you you sowed so many seeds, now the 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 fruits are coming from directions you never expected those directions to come from. It's really exciting. It's really it's a fun game. I love. I'm very competitive. And so we had a visitor day earlier this year. Actually, I'll, I'll say this. We had a visitor day last year. I was president of the chapter in August. We had a visitor day. We had 40 visitors. I was so excited. We converted zero. We got zero applications. And it was because we had the visitor day and then everybody left on their August vacation. And we had zero follow-up after that meeting. This year, we had a visitor day when Sandra was president. And uh, we had 50 visitors. And I said, we will have 10 applications. I will follow up with every one of the visitors myself, plus my visitor host team, I was visitor host coordinator. These people will beg for mercy from how much follow-up they're going to get. And we did get 10 applications and we've grown from 51 members to now 65 as of today. We will hit my, I always tell people, I want to be a hundred member chapter because a hundred member chapter on average and throughout BNI does a million dollars a month and I don't want my unfair share of a million dollars a month. I just want my fair share of a million dollars a month. And that's the vision. It's the vision of not just anyone in the chapter, but a hundred highly qualified, amazing professionals that intentionally have givers gain at heart, to help each other grow. And that machine will generate so much business and so much value. We want to make sure that we don't just say business. We don't want to say bottom line dollars value for the members because not everybody sees the value in BNI as bottom line dollars. There's actually a couple of people in my chapter that said that they don't come there for the business. They come there for the connections and the opportunities and the referrals to give to other people. And it blew my mind. You don't want just bottom line dollar to your business. Like, no, I want, I have clients that have specific needs that I can only get fulfilled through my connections and BNI. So whatever the member sees as value, I also want to bring up one other thing. I visited a chapter 17 years ago before I, and my first time visiting a chapter. I'm in IT. There was another IT guy there. And we both visited for, for uh, BNI 
members, uh, VNI chapter, at the same time, he and I got together, went to Burgerville, had lunch together, and he said, this BNI thing, I'm really hunting the, the enterprise 500 plus employees, and BNI isn't going to have those for me. So you join BNI, but you and I, let's have a relationship. 17 years ago, he sold his business 12 years later. And for those 12 years, he covered for me when I was on vacation. So that relationship outside of BNI was actually hugely fruitful. My customer got great customer service when I was overwhelmed, overworked, or going on vacation. And I knew I could trust this guy. And then after he sold his business a couple of years later, then uh, he had some people that were looking for IT services and he referred them to me, not to his old company. Amazing introduction. And actually, a BNI member in my chapter today was an introduction from this guy that had sold his business. I did, I, he's now a client and he became a BNI member. So when people say, I don't want to have a one-to-one with somebody that just because it doesn't count for my BNI stats. That one relationship over 17 years not only helped my business grow, thrive, stay alive when I went on vacation, but it also turned into thank you for closed business 17 years later to a guy that is now a BNI member. And I trace it all back to a guy that visited a BNI chapter one time. So what are you missing by not having one-to-ones with visitors? It's a huge opportunity. Fletch. Our show is called Well Connected because we believe in the value of being well connected. And I don't know if we've been able ourselves to come up with a better summary or able to describe that than John just did right now. 100%. I mean, the value of just knowing people, it just takes that one person, like you just said. Man, that was, I mean, that's powerful. That shows it right there. We just as a, uh, uh, I just talked to my sales guy just a few minutes ago. I got a referral from somebody. I was walking into a hotel in, in Seattle at 10 p.m. And all of a sudden, my phone went off. Uh, somebody called me and said, hey, I know you're tired, but I just saw somebody post on Facebook. They need computer help. I'm like, okay, put my name in there. So they did. And the next morning at 5 a.m., I got a call. Again, I'm on vacation in Seattle trying to take an, a night off. And I was like, hello. And they're like, oh, I didn't expect you to answer your phone. Well, I'm sleeping next to my phone. Turned out it was that referral. And so I ended up doing work with this lady that very nice lady uh, helped her out with just a simple like her, her printer wasn't working, something silly and small for an IT guy. OK, great. And we did a couple of uh, interactions over the couple of years. And then all of a sudden she can't call me when COVID hit because she was the former CFO of Tillamook County Creamery and they needed on-site support during COVID because nobody could leave their houses. So we went and fixed people's Wi-Fi. So this lady that I got an introduction to at 10 p.m. at night turned out to be an introduction to the Tillamook County Creamery, and we did work for them uh, during COVID. So it's crazy that just one note on Facebook, because you know somebody that saw a post that commented on the post turned out to be a, a really decent-sized contract. I love how you can trace back the spider web of connections you've made through random interactions that you never would have thought mattered. So well-connected is a great podcast topic, and I love to see how people can trace back great interactions through just miscellaneous connections. And 100%, and that is exactly why we're here, is to hear stories like that, to learn from, from folks like you. You brought up several things, and I think we could do master classes you know, just line them through the door uh, on some of the things you've you've brought up and talked. But we are kind of running 
low on time. I don't want to take up too much of your time here. Um, and maybe we'll have ask you back. But I do want to make sure that you do get your information out there as well, you know, about how people can find you, you know, uh, and and connect with you. Yeah, thank you. So, uh, again, John Rivers, my company is AOIT Consulting. That's AOITConsulting.com. And uh, you can call the main number at 503-257-3332. That's the best way to contact company and me. What if somebody wants to just reach out and connect with you? Should they find you on LinkedIn or Facebook or call your uh, company or what? LinkedIn is great. I'm on LinkedIn like every day because I'm inviting people on LinkedIn realistically right now, probably once to twice a week. But when we have our visitor days for BNI, uh, I hit it hard. I'm usually on there almost every day. And if you ever want a competition, I'm in. I'm very competitive and I want to, although I'm a little nervous but with the head start you got. So I think uh, we'll get some momentum and maybe let's talk. This could be fun. Maybe we'll do like a chapter chapter thing. I've issued the challenge to multiple people and nobody has ever taken me up on it. I'm actually quite let down. So if there's somebody that listens to this podcast, they're like, I want in, we'll go. And But the, the, the stakes are, well, let's say that's literal and figurative stakes are uh, my end of the bargain is if I win, I want a stake from Ruth Chris. Okay. Good. Love it. So anybody love that it. wants in on that competition, okay. I'm there. I love that. I love it. Okay. Love it. We're going to, we're going to follow up on this offline. And uh, then what we'll do is we'll bring you back and talk about the results. Oh, I love results. What gets measured gets done. I love it. Yeah. Love it. So, Hey, well, John. Oh, you know, go ahead, man. I, you just mentioned that you like steak, but I, I can't imagine a steak is a reasonable one-to-one setting over all the amount of one-to-ones you do. Let's say somebody runs into you around Portland, wants to sit down and chat. What's your coffee order? Uh, English black breakfast tea. Oh, nice. I have a pot of it sitting next to me. I drink about a gallon a day. I love it. A lot of tea, my man. It's <laughs> a lot of, <laughs> a lot of uh, caffeine, too. Loose leaf. You you brew the, the same yeah. leaves three times so that the first brew is, is a lot of caffeine. By the time it's the third brew, there's not very much caffeine left. It's just water. Fair enough. Fair enough. We'll, we'll let it ride. I'm kidding. <laughs> yeah, right. We've had guys say Red Bull drinks, and we've got, I think Stephanie didn't even like coffee. She wants to go get juices. If I remember right, because yeah. she keeps coming up. I mean, whatever anybody has, we just ask coffee and then people take it where they take it, man. It's all good. No, I love it. I love it. Hey, man, we thank you so much for joining us today, man. It's been a pleasure and an honor. Um, and uh, we will uh, hopefully have you back here in the future. And uh, you'll continue to enjoy the podcast we put out uh, going forward here. And everybody else, thank you for joining Well Connected. If you found some value here, please share it, like it. Send us a telegram, you know, a thank you card, whatever it is. Uh, we want to make sure that uh, everybody appreciates this and, and gets value and, and learns something. So thanks again, guys. Yeah, and thanks, John, for me. I What an honor it is. I know this is the first time we've really officially chatted in person. I look forward to more of them. I'll see you on Friday night. And uh, thank you for your time today so much. Thanks. Been awesome, bud. Appreciate it. Thank you for listening to Well Connected with Ricky and Fletch, the place for navigating business growth through networking. If you've learned even one thing from sharing the last hour with us, please share this with a friend or associate who also might appreciate it too. 
Only together can we become truly well-connected. Join us each week to learn, grow, and network your way to new heights. heights.